Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. If you have to commute in and out of work every single day into the city centre or any part um, of Dublin, have you ever thought about how many different types of germs are floating around in the carriage with you, whether you are on the bus, the Lewis, the Dart, or whatever it may be. Somebody decided to go out and swab all of the different modes of public transport to try and figure out exactly how many, and specifically what types of bacteria, microbiomes, uh, funguses, and all that stuff is living on the seats and on the handles and on everything you touch on a day-to-day basis. So just to freak you out, we got the gentleman on, uh, Dr. Ronald Russell, a microbiologist from Trinity College, live on the line now, sir. Thank you for joining us. But I suppose, first question, how do you decide to uh, maybe undertake this type of research in the first place? Okay, well, it really arose from various topical articles in the press recently about people traveling in public transport, aircraft, bus, rail, trams, etc., and taxis as well. And Kim Buckley and myself did a sampling of public transport around Dublin, including the Dart, the Lewis and Dublin bus. What we found there was pretty much as expected in that seats are generally dirty in terms of carriage of a large number of microorganisms. And then the various contact points that we hang on to or touch during our journey, again, covered with wide distribution of different types of microbes there as well. Uh, On the day that we were sampling, we basically chose random vehicles at random times and positions or seats and uh, rails and came up with a sort of an overview of uh, conditions on that particular day at that particular time. That really showed that we had fairly high numbers of microbes on all three services, in fact, on the seats. And among those were obviously fecal organisms, and those can come from just sitting on seats, you know, through sweaty clothes and so on, kids having accidents through leaky nappies and so on. But again, people putting their feet up on the seats after walking through dog dirt and wherever else they've been. And we know the responses have come from the respective companies about their cleaning schedules and so on. The other side of things is really that there are going to be microbes everywhere. Mm. I was just going to ask that, like in your workplace, in your home, is it not going to be any different really? Like, I mean, you you walk around, you go for a walk on the street, you might walk in dog poo, not realise that you come home, you put your feet up on the couch and then someone Disgusting. else sits down. Do you know what I mean? Like this <laughs> this happens. Probably does in, in various places. I don't know, uh, shoes come off whenever uh, we come inside our own home. We leave the dirt at the door 
over, as is the practice in a number of countries. But it's the quality of the dirt, but it's also the quality of the immune system in the recipient. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're dealing with society at large, and, you know, there's no standard person. People have their susceptibilities, and nowadays we have many more vulnerable people who are moving around in society who have immunodeficiency or they're on drugs for various treatments where their immune system is suppressed. Or we have people who are on the other type of drugs whose immune system is uh, shot to pieces uh, routinely and they are susceptible to lots of microbial infections that a normal healthy person wouldn't be. Now, the seats themselves, obviously, if they're carrying a wide range of bugs, those will only get onto your clothes unless you've got open wounds in your rear end. They're not going to get into the body easily. It's touching things with your hands and then transferring them. Now, the microbes that we were dealing with on the seats, for example, consisted of lots and lots and lots of skin bacteria, various yeasts, and um, then enteric bacteria, which would come from fecal material. Now, the skin bacteria, they will fall from absolutely everyone's skin. They're shedding them all the time. As we go around from day to day, we leave a trail behind us like a snail, both of skin cells and skin microbes. The things that we touch, we leave behind our particular profile or fingerprint of microbes as well. So I can tell more or less who has been through the door last and who has handled something last by comparing the profile on that item and the profile on the person. About 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we had huge problems through our hospitals with MRSA mm-hmm. or the multi-resistant or methicillin-resistant uh, Staphylococcus aureus organisms, and we were killing probably four or 500 people a year through infections picked up in hospitals or healthcare establishments or associated establishments, and that has kind of been gotten under control and um, has been replaced by new threats. What we see again in, say, public transport are some of these new threat organisms starting to appear quite frequently, and those will cause a problem. So if one was to give advice, really, it is everybody could be susceptible to really dangerous pathogens out there. If you are susceptible, then you should be a bit more careful. And the main piece of advice is always, always, always wash your hands whenever you come in home and start handling food and so on. Really never rub your eyes if at all possible or stick your finger in your nose or mouth when you're out and about because you're transferring enteric organisms into your digestive system. I didn't even think of that because, and even over the last couple of days, let's say the the pollen count's been very high and the hay fever's been crazy, so I've been scratching my eyes like mad. And now you're just after freaking me out. Well, with pollen, one of the things that's going on there, in fact, is that people have become allergic to a lot of pollens and pet dandruff and various grasses and so on because of lack of exposure to these things or to enough bacteria whenever they're very young. I must have been riddled because I don't suffer from any asthma or any allergies or anything else. But um, just in the findings that you found, obviously, when you were looking at transport here in Ireland, what posed the biggest risk to humans, really? The worry that I would have 
travelling on public transport is much more about the air that one breathes in rather than the contact surfaces sitting down on things. You can control the contamination from those things by just washing your hands and being careful. But everybody's got to breathe. And if there are lots and lots of people with lots of different minor infections or colds and flus and so on, they can transmit these fairly readily to everyone around them. It's quite easy to see how that happens. Any area that has a lot of people in an enclosed space with very little ventilation is always a breeding ground for the transfer of colds and flus and that's why there are always warnings about you know the avian flus, the swine flus and the general worries about flus for elderly people and immunocompromised people being in closed spaces or contacting yeah. large numbers of people. So the general hygiene through contact on surfaces is more about just managing yourself and washing those hands. One thing I want to ask you, right? And yeah. this is more of a, I'm going to say, you see this a lot in Asian countries where people will wear the face max. Yeah. Uh, now that yeah. might be due to smog, but I've seen it now in Dublin a lot. And again, it's generally Asian. I don't know if there's tourists or people working here, but they seem to be the ones to do it. Yeah. Is there something to be said as a benefit of wearing one of those surgical masks around on public transport? Well, the reason you see Asians doing that is cultural thing in very, very overcrowded conditions where they come from generally. They are in crowds of hundreds and thousands crammed into uh, vehicles or enclosed spaces and they also are a bit uh, germaphobic because you do see this carried through in, say, the manufacture of Toyota cars, for example, where the steering wheel has antimicrobials embedded actually into the material that the, the wheel is covered oh. with. The dashboard is the same, the gear lever is the same, the uh, knobs and handles on the doors. Virtually all contact surfaces on items from Japan are impregnated with silver, for example, or various other antimicrobial substances. I did so not know that. It, yeah, it is a cultural thing and, you know, if you look at, say, chopping boards for mm. food coming from there, you'll find that they're impregnated with these things as well. It's all aimed at killing bugs that fall onto those surfaces and you can see does work. A number of hospitals now with all their contact surfaces will have replaced their um, door handles with copper. Some of the push plates on the doors where you push a panel on it, uh, those have been changed to copper as well in some places. Britain certainly a number of uh, fairly high profile hospitals have changed all of these uh, panel push panels and door handles and switches and so on to copper because copper is antimicrobial so is silver a normal healthy person should not be worrying about lots of these things because it is healthy to encounter microbes microbes rule they are everywhere they always have been and they always will be and no matter how hard we try to control them they're going to win and they all get us in the end anyway well, yeah I was glad you said that because I thought yeah. that the last piece of advice you were going to say is just stay indoors yeah. and live in a hazmat suit and then uh, <laughs> I know you have <laughs> to get outside. out there the advice to uh, young children is to get out there play and get dirty and don't be overly cleaning your house or anything like that no, because that does lead to allergies and asthma because you're triggering the wrong type of immune responses. If you're in a very hyper-clean environment, such as that in Scandinavia, maybe, where there is a real ultra-cleanliness culture, the kids are protected from exposure to germs to a high degree, and 
you're very young, your immune system, as it is developing, just the same as a brain, it needs stimulation. It needs stimulation and exposure to the right things, and then it will develop a sense of what it has to protect itself against. If you are ultra clean, the immune system doesn't have all of these challenges to pep itself up and learn about all the threats, and it sits there very, very powerful in the the body. It's uh, an extremely powerful system, and if it doesn't know what it's to react to, it will try and find something to do. So it say, ah, here's a pollen granule. I'll have a go at that, and it will attack that and set off a whole chain of events which culminate in inflammation and general irritation and hay fever type symptoms. And, and Cormac not being able to drive properly because his yeah. eyes are streaming. See, your mom should have stopped cleaning. <laughs> I'm going to have to blame her now. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, we should have lived in filth. We lived in absolute filth. My mom well, never hoovered anything. Anybody who has come from a farming background generally doesn't have many allergies and, you know, they're rolling around in the straw and hay and patting. If I went to work animals. on a farm now for like two or three years, would my immune system change? at all or is it too late now that it's uh, you're right? ancient now Carmen. Ah. Uh, we're talking about uh, the development <laughs> cycle of the immune system what if I go around <laughs> crawling again and try and trick my body and brain into uh, that I'm a child well, again the, the formative period really is up to about 10 or 11 years old there you Damn go it. see missed it because you weren't jumping enough trees oh, no. <laughs> even earlier it's been recognised now that when a child is being born for example if the child has been born by caesarean section for example they come cleanly out of the womb and they are not exposed to the microbes in the, the normal vaginal channels and that is something that has definite outcomes later in life so a person coming from caesarean will actually have higher incidence of asthma and so on because their immune system has not been kept with the right microbial mix so now it is becoming standard practice to take vaginal swabs and cover the baby with the bugs from the mum if it has been taken by caesarean section to make sure that it has this coating of natural microbes goddamn millennials had it easy from day one and now they're suffering in the real world (laughs) snowflakes everyone (laughs) god well that's um, it's fascinating Um, Dr Russell thanks a million for for popping on and chatting to you about that I know you're you're out working at Trinity is there a a website or any uh, place you'd recommend people can have a look for more of your stuff or your research that you've done with regards to um, if anyone wants to look up the human microbiome, M-I-C-R-O-B-I-O-M-E, there are thousands upon thousands of articles about that, and that will lead them to pretty well any area of interest they have, because that is the collective term for the total number of microbes on and in the body that's really based on the genes that are present or are detectable because the human body has roughly between two and ten times more microbes on and in them than human cells. We are mainly microbe and only 10% is human. It is them that are processing our food and transporting it and transferring it into the body. They dictate what they make our food into, the chemicals, so we could eat, you know, two very different people genetically uh, with different microbes in their body could eat the same item, but it's 
converted into slightly different chemicals in both and those will have different outcomes, maybe making somebody very fat and and another person not. Or they will stimulate various brain activities by making chemicals that will act on our brain and make us act in a particular way. So they modulate how we think and our impulses and so on so that now what we have often heard of as gut instinct is actually a real phenomenon where the microbes are controlling things like our urges for hunger, urges for particular cravings for particular items. They can actually affect our brains. And there's a center in uh, University College Cork that is dedicated to researching this whole area on the microbes in a person's gut and how they affect our brain and how we uh, respond to things and how we think and all the various psychological aspects of that. Dr. Ronald Russell, we could probably talk about this for hours and uh, it is fascinating. But thanks a million for popping on Room 104 this evening. No problem at all. Uh, good to talk to both yourself and Sir. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 